Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Last Week in Basketball, a recap of some of the most important storylines and highlights that happened this past seven days in the NBA. I am your co-host, Mowgli, and sitting next to me, as always, the man, the myth, the mouth. Welcome back, guys. We're here for the playoffs. Or almost. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited. I hope you guys are. Happy Easter. Happy Passover. Happy Ramadan to everyone out there. This was truly a wild season from start to finish, Mouth. We got a lot to talk about today. We got some awards to give out. Uh, We got the regular season recap. We got our playoff, play-in predictions. I think it's about time we get into it, yeah? Okay. Well, on Sunday, April 9th, 2023, the NBA's 76th season concluded. The overall top seed, it's from the East. It is the Milwaukee Bucks, led by Giannis. Antanasis, don't forget the headbutt. (laughs) You saw the headbutt, remember that? Uh, Milwaukee. Leave Blake Griffin alone. (laughs) Yes, he's been through a lot. Um, but Milwaukee, they finished with the best overall record in the league, 58-24. and 24. As for your top 10 in the East, Milwaukee, Boston, Philadelphia, Cleveland, New York Knicks, the Brooklyn Nets, Miami Heat, Atlanta Hawks, Toronto Raptors, and the Chicago Bulls. The worst record in the East. Malv, can you tell me off the top of your head? It's got to be... I was- Detroit! Yes, it is. They're only good for fights this year, right? Hey, that was all right. That was a good fight, okay? They were scrapping, right? They still got that fire in them, okay? They still got that malice. Uh, Detroit with the worst record in the East, 17 wins, 65 losses. Can only go up from there. Uh, (laughs) Can only go up from there. Dwayne Casey will no longer be their head coach. I saw that report a little bit earlier. Um, Let's go to the West. Denver. They finished with the number one overall seed in the West, 53-29. and 29. And here's where things get interesting. Memphis, Sacramento, Phoenix, Los Angeles Clippers, Golden State Warriors, Los Angeles Lakers, Minnesota Timberwolves, New Orleans Pelicans, and the Oklahoma City Thunder. I don't think a lot of people thought that Sacramento Kings were going to be leading the Pacific Division. Uh, they were going right. to finish the season third. Looks like three, four, five, six, and seven is a Pacific Division logjam. Uh, wanted to give a shout out to the Atlantic Division as well because for as much as we talk about the Pacific, it looks like all the Atlantic teams qualified for at least the play-in tournament. They are the counterparts in the Atlantic. Congratulations. As for the worst record in the West, Malv. I'm pretty sure it's the Houston Rockets. Technically, you are right. Houston and San Antonio did finish with 22 wins and 60 losses. So, um, half point. Half, half credit. Point, half credit. <laughs> uh, what were you going to say about Texas, though? Something crazy, That, huh? that was all, all three teams not in. First time in NBA history, all three Texas teams missed the playoffs. The odds for landing the number one overall pick, which would in turn lead to the French phenom Victor Wembanaya. We got a three-race tie between Detroit, Houston, and San Antonio. Damn. Um, I think San Antonio might get it with just that, like, it'd foreign be like the, European, like, just basketball gods giving it to them through the draft, you it'd know? It'd be insane. It'd be insane yeah. because, remember, that's how they ended up with Tim Duncan, right? They had a horrible season. Mm-hmm. I think David Robinson was injured. Uh, and then, you know, the tides turned in their favor, and they, they started the dynasty. The island, right? He's the from the Virgin, Virgin Islands. Islands. Yeah, he used to be a swimmer, too. Yeah. So, you uh, could tell. Look at how long he is. Yeah, lanky. I saw this picture of him when there's MVP. 
He's got some Birkenstocks, no. <laughs> some, some like jean shorts. Shoot, jean shorts, yeah, I yeah. know for sure. Oh my goodness, the swag! Uh, Tim Duncan definitely has a lot more swag now, uh, post career. Yeah, I seen his hair. Yeah, his, his leather jacket. <laughs> but those are the best and worst records in the league. We got a couple season leaders leading the league in scoring back to back. Joel Embiid, thirty three point one points per game. I join Allen Iverson and Wilt Chamberlain as the only 76ers to win multiple scoring titles. Tell me you didn't trust the process. It's paying off right now. Let's see how far we can take it, okay? Damn, I was like, three years later, it's paying off. Hey, hey, patience. <laughs> patience. Leading the league in rebounds, Mal, we got the beam. That's a bonus. Yes. No. Sacramento, DeMontis Sabonis, 12.3 rebounds per game. Assists, we got James Harden, 10.7. I didn't know that. He was dishing out dimes all season. Congratulations on that. Leading the league in blocks, we got Jaron Jackson Jr. from Memphis, uh, three blocks per game. Steals, OG Ananobi from Toronto, almost two a game, 1.9. Three-pointers made, Clay Thompson, 301 that led the league, and he joined Stephen Curry and James Harden as the third player in NBA history to make 300 threes in a season. Malv, do you know how many games it took him? Uh, <laughs> 69. No, did <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, Longest winning streak this season, 16. That was the Milwaukee Bucks from January 23rd to March 1st of this year. During that streak, the Bucks beat their opponents by an average of 13 points. The longest losing streak. Give a guess. Ooh. It's got to be Hugh Snow. Who was losing a lot? I want to say Houston was on a losing streak for a bit. Close. It's the other Texas team. The San Antonio Spurs no. had a 16-game losing streak. I remember yeah, a couple episodes rem- back. Remember? We had the pendulum swing, the 16-win, 16-loss. Um, yes, during their streak, the Spurs lost to their opponents by an average of 15.6 points per game. Uh, that was from January 20th to February 25th of this year. Thank you for those streak stats. That was brought to you by champs or chumps.us. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. The more you know. Right. <laughs> Who led the league in games played? Oh, I know this one, and I I just messed up. I, I knew this one yesterday. Um, Bridges. <laughs> Correct. Mikael Bridges played a season-high 83 games. I love it, man. I love the guy's energy. <laughs> yes, dude. He has been a uh, surprise baller. Yes, he has. Trade. He shined on. as a scorer. Um, it showed. He was doing well in the, with the Suns, and then, like, he had to go, but... Hey, he's still shining. He does, definitely. He had a career-high 45 versus Miami as a member of the Nets. I think I read somewhere that he has more points scored as a member of the the Nets than Ben Simmons. Simmons, yeah. And then I saw another one, too, man. They'd be murdering Simmons online. I think Matt McClung, as well, has more points. As a sixer? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Well, Ben Simmons has not got... (laughs) He's trying. (laughs) There's a lot more Ben Simmons news coming up, so brace yourself. Um, As for for, uh, Mikael Bridges, though, he played just four seconds during his uh, season finale against Philadelphia, keeping his 392 consecutive game streak intact. That leads the league. Uh, But yes, he has shined as a scorer since being traded from Phoenix. Uh, He was a surprise baller this season. Mm -hmm. Any other epic moments that stand out to you? We already said it, but but Detroit, Detroit and Orlando going at it. That was one of my favorites of the year. The Wild West as well, dude. From from the beginning, the jockeying all season long. Mm-hmm. You got the Kings and the Beam. Uh, but we had two 71-point games this season. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell in January of this year and Damian Lillard in February 
Uh, I think Damian Lillard had the most efficient 70-point game in yeah, league history. That was nasty. Uh, a couple other epic games. Luka had a 60-point, 21-rebound, 10-assist, triple-double in a comeback win versus the Knicks. You have the Memphis Grizzlies turning into the Memphis Goons. Them against the Warriors. like. <sighs> and then we have the MVP race, Malv. Probably the most divisive it's been in recent memory. Uh, the three-peat for Joker. I want it. I, I, I do. Yeah. I, I do. I th- Come on. Going up to our previous episode, I did have him in the lead. Uh, I think Joel Embiid, Embiid, he finished the season strong. He barely knocks him out. MVP. <laughs> That's right. Or you can have Giannis sneaking through the back door, mm-hmm. dude, leading the league with the best record. He's doing it on both ends. But I do not want to be the face of the league. I want to be the best role player to ever play the game. Lies. You saw that? Lies. There are lies. You also, a have, liar. <laughs> you also have Giannis versus the ladder. Do you remember that? Oh, that was too funny. That was, that was definitely one of my favorite social media moments this season. Uh, the Brooklyn era. The Brooklyn KD Kyrie era. <laughs> Implosion. <laughs> yes, right. Uh, LeBron, don't forget him. He became the all-time league scorer. So, uh, so much happened yeah. now. Um, biggest disappointments this season. Easily. Russell Westbrook not working out with <laughs> oh. the Lakers. What? You got you to put Pat Bev in there as well. Hey, what uh, are you talking about? It just didn't work out. It was tough, man. It was tough. The, the first half of the season, you guys got to admit it. Like, for the Lakers, us Laker fans, like, I was scared. Even this last month, remember, I was just texting you, we're in, we're, we're out. out, we're in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was unfortunate, uh, but it happened. It does look like Westbrook is, quote, past his tenure as a Laker. I was reading that article, um, but he's doing great as a, a member of the Clippers. He had a great game against the Memphis Grizzlies. He had a one of the coolest pictures this season. Did you see that? Where he's on the floor uh, on the Grizzlies court, and he's like, ah, he's yelling. Uh, it was pretty epic, and he was just jawing at um. No, my Dylan favorite Brooks. was him in the in the locker room after the Lakers game. We're like, me for D'Angelo Russell. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't be greedy. No, just have fun. That one, right? Have fun, that, no. Yeah, no, that <laughs> all the memes right there. It's like, this was the beginning of the end. Yeah, it truly um, was, though. Ay, ay, ay. But, yes, that was that. You also have Dallas missing the playoffs. Um, Luka and company. Freaking tankers. Uh, let's get to the next order of business, drama in Dallas. Yeah. According to this ESPN article, quote, NBA investigating Dallas Mavericks for sitting key players amid playoff hunt. Fine them, fine them. <laughs> fine them, fine them. They have been fined. Mark Cuban has been fined in the past. He's been fined 600 grand for making public comments about the team actually tanking. Uh, but the game in question for this article was the 115-112 loss to the Chicago Bulls. A lot of their star players did not play that game. Luka only played the first quarter. Uh, there's reported tensions between Luka and the Mavs organization. He's likely to leave summer 2024 is what they're saying. Jason Kidd, quote, organizational decision to rest Dallas key players. Since requiring Kyrie, the team is 8-12, and 12, according to StatMuse. Doesn't sound too bad, but... Um, not good. Not good. Especially towards the end. Come on. What are you making of all this? I just think this is just, like, unneeded drama. Like, they need to do something, like, insane. Like Luka to the Lakers, confirmed. <laughs> I want it, but yeah, still. Man. But, like, because uh, I'm seeing a lot of drama, too, that people are saying this, a lot of this is on Luka as well, like, not being a, like, full-blown leader. And his defensive yeah. efforts, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, I've seen that as well, the liabilities on the defensive end. It just sucks. He got <laughs> such good handles. Uh, like, Jalen Brunson, too. Horrible. You saw him. He had some comments. They, they really oh. miss Jalen Brunson. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I saw... Well, yeah, you saw they were saying that they had him, like, signed there for sure, but it was, like, uh, Brunson's dad or uncle, you know, who helped switch it up to him. I yeah. saw, too, how um, Mark Cuban, they had asked him about 
re-signing Kyrie, and that's a priority. And then they asked him about Christian Wood, and he's just like, we can't do everybody. No, I didn't see <laughs> like, that part. Like, oh, man, what a... Oh, it's too funny. Yes, what a... What a uh... Mark Cuban's too real. <laughs> <laughs> Best of luck to the Mavericks. That's what's going on in Dallas right now. We'll see how the rest of this story pans out and um, whether or not they can bring it together next season. Okay, well, moving on to the next order of business... The playoffs! Finally! Or should I say the play-in first, (laughs) right? The official play-in tournament begins today, Tuesday, April 11th, 2023. Hopefully this episode gets out in time. If not, these are our predictions, and let's see how we fared. (laughs) (laughs) The first game of the play-in, Malv, starts in the Eastern Conference, and that is the number seven Miami Heat versus the number eight Atlanta Hawks. Your takeaways, X-Factors, and your predictions. My biggest X factor here for the Heat, because that's who I want to win, guys. Like, I want the Heat to go, it's Jimmy Butler. What is he going to do? It's Udonis Haslam, all right? (laughs) He retired, all right? He's done. But, no, I I think this is the Heat. This is the Heat's time. I feel like the Hawks are already in shambles. Can you trust Trey? Can you trust anybody else on the team? Atlanta also has a new coach in Quinn Snyder, who they hired midseason. Um, so that's something. But again, there's even chirps now that there's uh, louder chirps that Trey Young is already on the chopping block. And dude, he was supposed to be or is the face of the franchise. And to be honest, I feel like the Heat should take advantage of it and take it over. Like you also are on, like, I feel the organization's last two years, you know, like where's Duncan Robinson? Where's Tyler Hero? Where's all these people, you know, where that you paid for because of the bubble. And yet it feels like you haven't gotten a return yet. I got one factor for each. For Miami, it's how they play their defense. And for Atlanta, it's how Trey Young comes out and responds. Uh, he, he has to score. He has to assist. He has to be Trey Young. Prediction? I'm going with the Heat win. All right. I'm going Probably Atlanta. OT. Oh, OT? I think an OT, yeah. I'm going Atlanta. I think uh, Trey Young, I, I want to see him in the playoffs. He had some nice performances, and let's see if he can add on to that. Uh, first, he has to get through the hot, hot heat. <laughs> Remember that band? Yeah. Bandages. What songs do they have? I remember Elevator or something like that. <laughs> I remember the album cover like this, though. Like it was like white and red or something like that. Yes, our audience can see that. <laughs> <laughs> they know. They know. Uh, they know. They know. Great segue because we're going to talk about number nine Toronto Raptors versus the number 10 Chicago Bulls next. The X Factors and your prediction, Malv. I don't even know about this one, man. I like, can Nurse do it? Can the Raptors do it? I don't even know. I kind of want the Bulls for the last two seasons, but again, I feel like they're still not to full 100% capacity. Pat you know? Bev, Alex Caruso, <laughs> you want to see that nice little tandem right there? Why not? Why not? Come on. You go either way, I feel. Yes, yes, I definitely feel that way. But uh, I feel the Raptors have more experience, right? Like, more, more, more of the players have been in this playoff contention, have a ring, you know, so it could probably be easier for them, I feel, to take advantage of this. Prediction. I'm going to go with the Raptors. All right. I feel it. I feel like I'm that, going that Chicago. Nah. Yeah. We're, I like it, yeah. though. We're, we're, we're opposite. We got to see. We got to yeah, see who's yeah. right. All right. Cool. Cool. Well, that was the Eastern Conference play-in. We got the Western Conference play-in next. Important game between the number seven Los Angeles Lakers versus the number eight Minnesota Timberwolves. Y'all already know who we got. Come on. This is easy. The X Factors. There is no Rudy Gobert. He punched his teammate Kyle Anderson in their season finale. He did not travel with the team. He was not playing the rest of that game. Not only that, Mal, Jaden McDaniels, he is going to be out for that game. He punched a wall. Idiot. That season. (laughs) (laughs) Right hand fracture. uh, The season finale. And Nas Reed, 
Uh, he broke his wrist. So uh, they're going to be down a lot of players, yeah. and this is why the Lakers need to take advantage of this. They got to pounce right at the beginning, right at the beginning. AD needs to step up and dominate. I like how Riha Shimura was playing defense against Carl Anthony Towns a couple games back. Um, I don't know if you saw that game towards the end of the season. But uh, you have to contain Carl Anthony Towns, contain Anthony Edwards, and D'Angelo Russell. Do not forget, Mal, this was his former team. He needs to make a statement. Mm-hmm. He knows them That's very the well. Um, he needs to take a page out of Andrew Wiggins' book. Because he was also a timber, yeah, right? Because <laughs> he, he was also a Timberwolf, and then he got traded to a better situation, and he thrived as a warrior. Look to that. I have the Lakers winning. Same. Do not play to the level of their opponent, though. Yeah, no, like I'm with you. Like the Lakers need my is different though. I feel like D'Angelo still needs to show up, but again, this has to be AD. You ain't got the center who's supposedly the best defensive center out right here. You need to step up. You need to be that offensive force. You need to give, like, LeBron, I feel, rest during this because the playoffs, once we're in, I feel it's going to be a long haul. Let's see if they can get it done. That game is tonight, so we both have the Lakers. Let's hope we're right. Well, they didn't stop Carl Anthony Towns, or Mike Conley for that matter, but the Lakers clawing their way back into this game. Dennis Schroeder hitting a three-pointer in the final seconds of the game to take the lead. But Anthony Davis fouling Mike Conley on a three-point attempt. He makes all three. We go to overtime. Oh, my goodness. If there's one game that summarizes the Lakers' season in a nutshell, this game would be it. But despite all of the obstacles the Lakers faced, they do win the game 108-102. to They are officially playoff-bound. They faced the Memphis Grizzlies in the first round. Congratulations. Back to Malvin Mowgli. The final game in the play-in for the West. The number nine New Orleans Pelicans versus the number 10 Oklahoma City Thunder. A couple X factors here. Uh, the Pelicans' experience versus the Oklahoma City's inexperience, I guess you should say. Um, the battle I have is Brandon Ingram versus Shea Gilgis-Alexander. What are you seeing here? I feel like they, the Pelicans just have like a baby edge over the OKC. I think last year's experience for the Pelicans, how they were able to make the playoffs, uh, and that energy there will probably be the deciding factor. You have the Pelicans? I have the Pelicans. I, I feel the Pelicans got to make it through. I have the Pelicans as well, but I wouldn't be surprised if Oklahoma City wins. I think Shea Gilgis has had an amazing season, and this was just another feather to his cap and just a, a nice building block for the future of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, too, they lost their uh, center, Chet Holmgren. In the beginning of the season, right? In a pickup game or something. That was the play-ins. We have the play-offs, Malv. Let's do it. Let's start in the East. Number one, Milwaukee versus the potential eighth seed. Uh, that opponent is still to be determined. I have Milwaukee in five. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you do that too. I put. I just put it right there. Like, Bucks, doesn't matter who they play. I'll give it to them in six. Okay. <laughs> like, yes, right? That's what we have there. Uh, The number two Boston Celtics versus also a to-be-determined team. That team is going to be the Atlanta Hawks. Very impressive performance at Miami. Solid rebounding game. Solid shooting. Sadiq Bey was getting buckets. They were able to weather the storm of Miami. As for the predictions, I have the Celtics in six. I think this is going to be a pretty competitive series. We'll see how that goes. Back to Malvin Mowgli. Moving on to the number three versus number six matchup in the East, an Atlantic Division matchup. 
Number three, Philadelphia 76ers versus the number six, Brooklyn Nets. X-Factors and predictions. The X-Factor. Ben Simmons is not there. No. <laughs> right? It's all lining up for that. Oh, that would have been good. great. Who are my X-Factor in Brooklyn? Like, come on. You got... You got Nick Claxton and Mikel Bridges. Yeah. Philly. Seth Curry. Seth Curry. <laughs> Philly, we got Embiid. Like, I'm just saying this. This one for me was, I, I bet you're already saying the 76ers have to roll the Nets. But for me, I feel the Nets might pull a surprise here. If there's going to be any surprise, I feel it would be this matchup in the East. What were you talking about? I haven't really been the beast. I haven't been dominant. Nope. What? You as a whole, the team. I can't believe this. But I'm going to give you the win, bro. Thank in you. six. Malv, what you say? <laughs> Mowgli, what you say? I got the Sixers in six. I do think, though, uh, the Atlantic Division matchup is going to be tricky because they played each other so much. These teams know each other pretty well. Uh, and let's see how that goes. Moving on to the next series. The number four Cleveland Cavaliers versus the number five New York Knicks. The X factors for this one, Malv, are injuries. <laughs> yeah. Especially for the Knicks. Julius Randle, uh, late in the regular season, injured his ankle. He was in a walking boot. But it looks like, according to this New York Post article... Quote, Julius Randle making steady progress with Knicks availability still in limbo. A lot is going to be decided on whether or not he's playing um, because you can only do so much without your your best player. I know Jalen Brunson's there, Emmanuel Quickly. um, But if there's no Randle, I do have the Cavs in five. What are you saying? Well, even with Randle, I already said the Cavs are going to (laughs) win. I've got energy in them. Come on. You got Mitchell. You got Garland. Come on. Everybody over there, I feel, is like, Jared Allen, they're, yeah, they're Evan feeling Mobley. it. They're feeling like I told um, you this is the first time they're getting there without LeBron. Yes, you know, so like that, you know, that has to be something too. That's filling up the hype in the room. Like, come on, dudes, we got this. You know, it's not necessarily one individual star, man. We as a team, we've got this. Let's do this. And like, let's defend the land. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, Cleveland. But, oh, go ahead. But oh, sorry. But the Knicks, like, I just don't have any confidence in them. Two seasons ago in the playoffs, what I tell you, bro, I feel like we're gonna still get that, even though Brunson's been playing hard. I'm loving the way he's like controlling the team. I just don't have trust in the Knicks. For Cleveland, the first time making the playoffs without LeBron James on the roster since 1998. I don't even know how many players on the current roster were born then, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Donovan Mitchell is 71-point game. The, the rhythm, the cohesion that they have, I, I like it. We'll see what happens. Cleveland in five for me. Moving on to the West. The number one, Denver Nuggets versus a team to be determined. That will be the eighth seed. I have Denver in five, maybe six. The Joker missed the last couple of games in the regular season due to a calf injury. So if anyone is going to be taking out the Nuggets, it's probably themselves and just the, the quality of health. Moving on to the next matchup, the number two Memphis Grizzlies versus a team to be determined. Uh, if it is the Lakers, it's a pretty decent matchup. I guess the major X factors there would be the old guard versus the new guard. Uh, Memphis is very young. They run up and down. However, the Lakers do have LeBron James uh, and all his years of playoff basketball and wisdom. I'm just going to say they're going to win if they do play him. <laughs> That'll be my prediction. The Lakers? <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll see what happens there. Uh, but moving moving on to the next matchup, the number three Sacramento Kings versus the number six Golden State Warriors. This is nice right here, and yep. we got a very nice couple of Pacific Division playoff matchups. Uh, let's start with this one, though. The Kings versus the Warriors. This is the freeway series, right? Mm-hmm. The Northern California series. For the Kings, the Pacific Division champion Kings. What? They had the highest scoring offense in franchise history, Malv. 
passing the 1961-62 Cincinnati Royals. De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis were selected to be All-Stars this season. Fox is likely to be the inaugural Clutch Player of the Year. Mike Brown is probably going to be the Coach of the Year as well. You got Keegan Murray, who leads all rookies uh, with three-pointers made. All of this... Just to lose in the first round. No. <laughs> For me. <laughs> I, no, me too. I wrote it too. I said this I'm is going to go to seven. Seven. Yeah, okay. I said so. it has to go to seven. The heart that the Kings have, like you just named all that, all of this in this year, it took how many, 15 years to get to this? 16 years. 16 years to get all of those accolades. Like, you know, both sides are going to go hard. I just saw right now in Bleacher Report how Draymond wants to sweep the Kings. Uh, whether or not that actually happens is another thing. That'd be but nasty, though. That'd be insane. Um, you said the Warriors in seven? Yeah, I feel like this has to be a battle, bro. I don't think the Kings are going to just lay low. I have the Warriors in six. And come on, we the one X factor is can the Warriors get rid of that like regular season losing on the road infinitely? The Warriors, what they need to do in order to stop the Kings, it starts with DeMontis Sabonis. He is such a great center. He knows how to pass the ball. He knows how to score. You have to stop him. If they're able to do that, the Warriors win in six. All right. Another Pacific Division playoff matchup. The number four Phoenix Suns versus the number five LA Clippers. Now, Kevin Durant versus Russell Westbrook are meeting in the playoffs again. I like this matchup a lot. Uh, No Paul George. But still, what are your thoughts? I hope the Clippers lose. Wow. And I want the Suns to win. Come on. They got KD. You got the Slim Reaper. I think this is actually my favorite series of the first round. For the Suns, you have Kevin Durant, you have Devin Booker, but I think the true X factor here is DeAndre Ayton and his ability to take advantage of Ivica Zubac and Mason Plumlee. That's something that I'm going to be watching for the Clippers. You mentioned no Paul George. Kawhi Leonard will be there. Russell Westbrook going to be there. Let's see if he can continue his uh, Clippers resurgence. Predictions? Alve, I have the Clippers in seven. No. Yes, I do. Um, opposite go son <laughs> this one's going to be great though i'm super excited for this audience the playoffs begin april 15 2023 wow we just touched the surface and look how long we've already been um so much to digest once uh once the actual playoffs start right it's gonna be even more quick <laughs> more info more faster yes yes but uh that's that those were our playoff predictions let's move on to other nba news a couple head coach shakeups. Uh, we mentioned earlier Detroit Pistons head coach Dwayne Casey no longer with the team. In addition to that, the head coach of the Houston Rockets, Stephen Silas, will not be returning to coach them. Uh, it looks like Houston declined to pick up his fourth-year option. Other players not coming back for different reasons, though. Udonis Haslam. Yeah. <laughs> his final regular season game. And he went out with a bang, dude. 24 points, 9 of 17 from the floor, 3 of 7 from 3, 3 rebounds and a block. Also, Section 305 in the Miami Heat Arena will be named the Udonis Haslam section. That's so. Yeah, 305 is the Miami zip code, for those of you unaware of that. Um, but yes, from entering the league undrafted to a 20-year NBA career, Haslam was a three-time NBA champ with the Heat. He is the franchise leader in offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds, and total rebounds, most certainly getting his jersey retired, uh, and a staple of the Heat culture, yes? Oh, yeah, for sure. Mazel tov. <laughs> All right, let's do the injured list. (laughs) Welcome to the injured list, where we recap recent player injuries as well as players returning from injuries. A couple wounded wolves right here. We mentioned them earlier. Jaden McDaniels, Nas Reed, Rudy Gobert will not be playing in the play-in game against the Lakers. 
For the Pelicans, Jose Alvarado is expected to be back on the court, but out for the play-in. Steven Adams from the Memphis Grizzlies has been ruled out for the remainder of the playoffs. Side quest. We've got ourselves a side quest. Because Steven Adams has been ruled out, the Grizzlies signed the G League Rookie of the Year, Kenny Lofton, for their playoff push. Dude, Lofton, <laughs> he's a grizzly dude right there. He's 6'7", 276 pounds. Uh, he was in the Rising Stars game, and he dropped 42 points and 14 rebounds in the season finale, bro. Damn, not bad, huh? So he's pretty good. And also, another player, Grizzlies guard David Roddy. Dude, he is literally a grizzly version of Jamal Murray. Yeah, he's straight <laughs> copy. Yeah, straight he copy. He has a thick grizzly beard. He even wears the same number, 27. Uh, Memphis definitely has a type. <laughs> they, their players uh, certainly embody their grizzly spirit. Uh, let's see how far they can go. Julius Randle, it's still undetermined whether or not he is going to be able to play in the first round. He needs to. Against the Cleveland Cavaliers. And as for a couple Boston Celtics players... Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart are ready to go for game one of the playoffs. Uh, Brown, he recently sustained a cut on his hand, resulting in a couple stitches. Paul George, expected to be out round one. And Andrew Wiggins. He's back. He is expected to be ready for round one, game one, versus the Sacramento Kings. He hasn't played since February of this season due to personal family issues. Uh that's see how that goes. Say. Yes. Yeah. Let's see if Wiggins can come back to his old form. All right. Man, this was a long episode. <laughs> but we're almost there, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't been here for a while. we got so much to talk about. That's how much we love basketball. Pacific Division talk. We mentioned the Pacific Division playoff battles. The Warriors, they finished a regular season with a record of 44-38. and 38. That is good for six in the West. Clay Thompson, 300 threes, leading the league. Stephen Curry signs a lifetime shoe deal with Under Armour. <clears throat> Mal of the Kings, a couple highlights of their season. We've got to start with the beam. Mentioned Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis. Mike Brown as well. Let's see how they do in the playoffs. The one thing I do not like, though, is the loyal Kings fans waiting patiently 16 years for the playoffs, only to be priced out of the game. No, how I, much are they? They're super expensive, Malv. More expensive than the San Francisco games. Uh, so that's that. Inflation. Right. <laughs> Got to count for that. Um, let's move on to the Suns. Phoenix finishes the season fourth in the West, 45-37. and 37. It looked like the Sun was setting for them and their, their finals run until they got a new owner. Don't forget about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got a new owner, and he went all in, trading for Kevin Durant. That's the major story right there. Durant did sustain an injury during warm-ups, so his uh, Phoenix Suns home debut was delayed a bit. But they've been solid. Yeah, they've been winning. They've been solid when when, when everyone's healthy and playing. Uh, let's see if they can make it to another finals run. Moving on to the Clippers. They finished the season fifth with a record of 44-38. and 38. Major takeaways from them. Acquiring Russell Westbrook is probably the main one. Beating the Lakers 11 times in a row. Oh, <laughs> so, stop reminding me. Oy vey. Yeah, that's a uh, congratulations on them. <laughs> Uh, but the playoffs are a completely different animal. They haven't had the best success in the playoffs. Uh, this is where it really matters, and let's see if they can get over the hump this year. Let's move on to our final section of the show, our designated Lakers talk. First off, we want to wish a happy belated birthday to Lakers forward Wenyon Gabriel and Jared Vanderbilt. Happy birthday! This season was truly a tale of two halves, Malv. Straight up. Pre-All-Star <laughs> and post-All-Star. Um, <laughs> what are you taking away? Uh, uh, with you, with you. I'm. T- I was telling you, like we 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 touched about it earlier. Like, yeah, after the All Star break, Rob, 
making those changes at first. I was just like, who the, I never heard of this fool in Washington. But again, you just named it one of our belated birthdays, Vanderbilt. That fool has grown on, grown on me as a defensive player. Malv, it's part of the story. I have to bring it up. But pre-All-Star game, we had a first-year head coach in Darvin Ham. The Lakers were the last team to win a game this season. They started the season 2-10, and 10, and it was definitely one of the most toxic eras for a Lakers fan base in recent memory. Post-All-Star break, we had a couple new players. D'Angelo Russell, Rehat Shimura, Jared Vanderbilt. Uh, we got a couple more as well who just signed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tristan Thompson. Championships. And Shaquille Harrison. But post-All-Star break, Malv, according to the Lakers' Instagram, uh, yes, 15-7, and seven, number one in the West, number two overall. A couple of moments that stood out for me this season. Austin Reeves yep. being the most consistent Laker this season. Not named LeBron James or Anthony Davis. Earning his bag and also getting his own signature shoe. All right. <laughs> Did you see that? I'm going to China. I'm getting uh, mine. I saw that Hype Beast article. Uh, so, yeah, that's what's going on. LeBron, he passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Mm-hmm. Can't forget that. Pal Gasol getting his jersey Very retired. Bad. Pat Bev with the photo evidence versus the Celtics. Oh, that was too good. How's that too? Oh. And even hey, a comeback. Yes, the, and the too small oh, the on too LeBron. Small, so yeah. he did have his moments. Uh, Austin Reeves, though, returning the favor against the Bulls. Uh, the bad, losing 11 straight to the Clippers, trading away Russell Westbrook mm. and Patrick Beverly. Um, and just, yeah, the toxicity <laughs> in our city. In our city. <laughs> Last time the Lakers were in the play-in tournament, they faced the Golden State Warriors. Uh, LeBron James did hit a game winner over, I think, Curry or someone, right? You said he was seeing three. I think his eyes were blurry. He was seeing the rim or something like that. But um, what more do you want to say about the Lakers right now? You know what? At least the Lakers didn't quit. I'll give them that. They didn't quit. We're still in the fucking game. I don't care about all these other fans talking shit online about the Lakers being like playing. They're calling us the playing champions you know, because we didn't ever get, but hey, we're still in the running. We ain't stopping, you know, like at least we're fucking fighting. For the Lakers players, the Lakers fans, and the Lakers organization, we all went through the fire. These were very, very tough times. The best thing you can do, Malv, is take away all of those experiences and, you know, use it when it really matters, which is right now, yep. the play in, the playoffs. Playoff LeBron is always something special to watch. It starts in the play in. We're excited. We're going to be rooting for them. And let's see what happens. Our final segment, Mal Stradamus. Mal, what standout game slash series are you looking forward to? The Kings versus the Warriors. I know the Kings aren't going to win, but I know they're going to give the Warriors a battle. You got to watch it. How about you? You got anything? You can't go wrong with any of the games, really, Mal. I'm going to be glued to the TV. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, everything is now portable, so you just have your phone with you everywhere. I like the play-in game, the Lakers versus the Timberwolves, and also the Suns versus the Clippers. That's my series to watch in the first round, but you really can't go wrong uh, with any of these matchups. Playoff basketball is always epic. It gets us pumped. I hope you guys were pumped listening to this. Sorry it was so long, but we just had so much to talk about. And that is going to do it for this week's episode of Last Week in Basketball, Play-In Edition. We hope you guys had a blast listening. We always have a blast recording. Questions, comments, anything like that, feel free to email us at malvinmogley at gmail.com. Subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast. And one more thing, follow us on social media, will ya? At Malv underscore N underscore Mowgli. Malv, final thoughts. Yo, shout out to the homie Joey. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yo, Laker Nation, let's get this win tonight. Happy
Happy birthday to Joey. Happy birthday to my uncles. Happy birthday to Ani. Happy birthday. Let's go Lake Show.